This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's go indeed into our news roundup with Kanye Makubane, who is a political analyst, and we'll start um, with the recent things that have happened. Good morning, Kanye. Thanks so much for your time. A very good morning to you and your listeners too. So I'd like for us to start with just some of the recent things that happened um, over the past couple of days, and then we'll go into the more political issues. Um, the metric results, of course, that um, have come out um, at 82.9%, quite an increase and looking quite good for the basic education department. What is your take? I I think that the education in South Africa is, I would say, slightly improving. You know, the numbers that uh, were announced apparently were the highest since 1994. So there has been a slight improvement in the rate of learners, you know, passing and possibly also passing with the bachelor's pass, which then, of course, allows them to go into university. Um, But I think that the issue of the metric pass rate can be linked to our story of um, BUSA, who have accused Minister Enji Muchecha of Mm. not doing better to improve the quality of the education that we receive in South Africa. Mm. And they've stated international statistics, which I'm sure you have um, also with you there in terms of how we say, you know, if you look at a grade four student in South Africa and a grade four student um, in another part of the world and their level of comprehension and reading for meaning and understanding, it's not the same. Mm. So then if we're going to look at metric results, let's, I think, go all the way back to where it starts, you know, um, ECD, you know, the early education, um, training and development of cognitive comprehension, how we think, how we consume education and how we, we are trained mentally, those things count because if you look at the private schools, if you look at um, your independent, your IEPs, you look at what their kids are learning in grade one, even in grade R, you know, they're training and developing the mind so that by the time they get to grade 12, you know, something of five, six, seven, eight distinctions is, is not uncommon because they've been working like that since they started. It really is interesting, you know, what Busa has had to say, even launching that online petition, Kanye, um, for the basic education minister to be removed. They've tried this before, and so have other political parties, you know, really bashing the basic education minister. But, uh, you know, as you said, there is a slight improvement indeed. Absolutely. And I think that in the coming year, especially because 2024 is an election year, Mm. so... It's it's really a year where I would say that ANC, you know, because they are the ruling party, they they need to be more pronounced in their education policies. Mm. How are we developing our syllabus? How are we improving the level of education? Musa Maimani has been very vocal to say that we cannot continue accepting the 30% pass. We cannot continue accepting 40%. I come from an era where the pass mark was 50 right? And you knew that if you got 50, and some of us wouldn't even study, you know, we think, ah, if I can just get 50%, because that was the designated pass rate. You know, you had to work towards it. So I don't think there's a problem with students achieving that. It's 
it's, it's a mindset. It's the quality of teaching. So as much as we could get 50%, we need to increase the pass rate again. We need to challenge teachers and students more in the classrooms. So I think those are the things the ANC needs to be more pronounced on in this election here. How are we fixing the education moving forward so that people can have confidence to vote for them, to say, if I vote for them, there's something happening in the public education sector. Schools are becoming less, you know, of violent playgrounds like we've seen them in the past, you know, with kids stabbing each other, hitting each other. There's just a lot that has been happening in the public schooling system. So it's an integrated problem. It's not isolated only just to results. It's about the socialization of kids in these schools. It's about um, the economics. So it's it's really a multi-pronged issue. Mm. And then there's also the issue, um, while we're still with schooling issues, um, Kanye, of you know, the premier yesterday of Gauteng saying that he's disappointed with the MEC of the education department um, for not being able to obtain a 90% pass rate. A bit of a, a stretch? Well, I mean, was it Panyaza that said this? Mm-hmm. Well, you must understand he is the former MEC of education himself. So he has a vested interest in, in how that department performs. Right, and I'm sure that he can pride himself with his own track record in terms of how you know learners achieved under his leadership as the MEC of Education. And so, I think that perhaps his hard approach is is justified because the person that's in there now um, is coming in his hot foot uh, footsteps, and, and they've filled his shoes. And he wants to continue to to see the education department being exemplary. However, we also see that um, Gauteng has not, especially in, in the exams, ha- have not been number one. You know, mm, the free state continues to be, mm. it's been a while since they've been number one. So I think that um, Panyaza definitely, uh, even himself, can, can also admit that even under his leadership, Gauteng was never number one um, as matriculars. It was always the free state, and they've done it again. I think it's the first conservative year, consecutive year that the free state is number one in the entire country. So they should tell you that there's something that they're doing in the free state you know, that surely other provinces can also learn from. Mm. Let's take a quick call before we move over to political news, a huge political weekend as well. Sammy in Dobsonville, good morning. Hello, Soro and your guest. I'm saying with regards to political parties saying that they want the Njumutaka to be removed, I'm saying there is a strong case to be made. In fact, she must be removed if we are to follow the law. Because look at the school infrastructure and the township in rural areas. The case of uh, uh, Gomati, where's that boy who fell in the pit mm. toilet? Mm. So there is a strong case to be removed. And they don't need to be res- uh, go, uh, resorting to pe- petitions and so on because petitions don't solve anything. In the same way that they were able to go to court and force Jacobs to fire Sean Abrahams from MPE, they, mm. they must do the same thing to Njumutzeha. Because let's be honest with ourselves. Njumutzeha is incompetent. Mm-hmm. He's just feeling at a job. All right. Interesting. Thank you so much, Sammy in Dobsonville. An interesting take there from Sammy, from Sammy Kanye, you know, that she's incompetent. She's been there for 15 years. Um, and I think there's, I mean, I personally think, and I mean, we've also, I've been in the public education system. I think that there's been quite a bit that she has transformed. 
Well, then I think that it's up to her department to start um, profiling and highlighting their own successes. Mm. Because your listener is, is not mincing his words. He's very clear that, according to him, she's incompetent and we only have to look at the school infrastructure, you know. And, and I think that whilst government has a responsibility to look after schools and to build schools, I think that there is also an opportunity um, for other types of engagements. For instance, I know that lots of corporate companies uh, build school libraries, computer labs, um, they contribute towards the schooling system. So I think that it could be a communal project that each community should find out what does my school need? How do we work towards ensuring that the kids that go to these schools have what they need as opposed to always waiting for government to do it. So Mm. I think that for me is more active citizenship where we also take account to say, I can afford, you know, to put the windows in this building and someone else can afford to do that so that we come up with our own initiatives that we are saying that schools, we won't wait for government to build extra classrooms. Let's take it upon ourselves from this community to build even two extra classrooms. That's Mm -hmm. something, Mm -hmm. you know. So I think that as communities, we need to move towards active citizenship where we say government has failed. Let us continue advocating and let us continue expecting these things from government. But there's also an opportunity for us to be practical, to meet the needs of our kids, our schools, ourselves. Mm. Let's move um, along. I just want to read quick tweets. We don't have to necessarily respond, um, Kanye. I'm just also looking at our time sure. here. Um, Zico says, Free State had a lower number of kids doing matric as compared to Gauteng. Numbers don't lie. It might be true, but they're still maintaining that top spot, you know. Um, so there's clearly something that they're doing right. Um, and he goes on to say, we aren't going to be misled by Musi just because he wants Mayor NG to campaign. He is using Mayor Angie to campaign for his political party. And it is, of course, campaigning year. So it is what it is, right? Talking about campaigning year and election year, Ryza Mzanti will be delivering their manifesto um, today in Pretoria. It is their first one. Um, what could we maybe possibly expect um, from Ryza Mzanti? Mm. Well, you know, Raisin Zanzi as a new political player in, in South Africa, in the political landscape, um, I think that they've captured the attention of a lot of young people, people in urban spaces. I'm sure driving around Johannesburg, I've seen their posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think that they've set themselves up to be ready for this point because they've been campaigning even before the official campaigning season started. <coughs> Sorry. I'm yet to hear what they stand for, to be honest. They are a social movement. They talk about what's going wrong in the country. Um, I'm I'm still yet to hear what they are bringing as their own original thoughts in terms of how we govern, in terms of how we, we make this country better. You know, I don't think that political parties should always be about fixing the problems or the shortfallings of another political party that's in power. You know, politics is about getting into power. You know, the purposes of criticizing and um, downplaying and cutting down the ruling party, it's because you want its positions. That's what politics is. It's leadership and power. 
one over the other. So rising Zanti for me, I think, needs to come into the arena and, and, and tell us what they are about more clearly. You know, I've, I've read their, their communications, I've read their, um, you know, been to their website, kind of see what's happening, and I think that Sonia uh, needs to be more pronounced, she needs to be clearer. And it would be very interesting to hear the clarity or to get that kind of clarity, you know, as to what exactly are they campaigning for or what exactly are they calling for, for the people of South Africa. So that is just one thing as well when we look at um, the issue of, uh, you know, elections. We also know that the IEC has barred Zuma, the former president Jacob Zuma, from contesting the 2024 elections because of his criminal record. And I suppose this at some point was going to come back to bite him. Definitely, most definitely, and it's not just exclusive to, to to the former president because I think that sometimes there's a there's a thinking that some of these laws are created specifically for the pro, former president, but it's not. Um, you know, they, they've cited Section 47E of the Constitution, which states that anyone who's had a, a prison term of more than two of more than 12 months without the option of a fine doesn't qualify to stand for elections. They have to wait for five years until after they've completed the sentence before they're able to run uh, for any um, position. So as things stand right now, the former president can run for either independent uh, candidate or within a political party, you know, for, for, for that position. So then uh, he has to wait five years if he's really interested. And as we know, the former president is now 81, right? Mm-hmm. So in the next five years, he'll be, you know, quite ahead. You know, he'll be 86. So my question is, at what point do you say, I have run the good run? <clears throat> Sorry, I've run the good race. Mm-hmm. Because... At the age of 86, you can't still be aspiring to be the president of this country when you've been there before. You know, we're not talking about somebody who's never been a president. He's been the president. Let's look at former president Tawumbek. He's also 81, right? They are the same age. Let's look at what the former president Tawumbek is doing. He's got his foundation. He's he's, he's building legacy. He's all about that legacy. You know, the, the, the annual lectures that he has, the people that he invites, you know, he, he's found something for himself that has given him meaning after his active political career. So my question is, why can't the former President Zuma also do that? You know, because I do think that from a political knowledge and political stand of, he, he's very smart. He knows politics. He's a political heavyweight. You know, why can't he invest that in his son, Tutuzani? Oh, you know, who's 42. He wants to run for presidency, mm. you know. Focus on him. Invest in him. You know, he's the future. Mm. And it really, I think there's also then the question, Kanye, as to what will he possibly do differently? Who, to Tuzani or the, pres- or the former president? The former president. There's no indication that there will be anything different. Uh, there's no indication that um, he's running 
either as ANC or the newly formed Mkondo Wesizwe. You know, he has not outright said that his new political home. He said that he's still the member of the ANC, but he supports these guys, which, of course, as we know in politics, is, 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 is just brings a lack of clarity. Like, who are you? Because he's, he's been ANC for the longest time. We've had clarity about who he is and what his political home is. But now when he shows up with Mkondo Wesizwe, it would be also clear if he had made a clean cut and said, this is my new political home, then we would still be able to identify him there. But as things stand, I'm not sure where to actually place him. Mm. It will be interesting to see what transpires with the former president, Kanye. And then um, we also have the issue of the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, launching the One Billion Housing Project. Oh, Kanye. I mean, at which point are they just going to be honest about what exactly it is that they're doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laugh because the issue of um, the houses, there was the million houses in Alexander. Mm-hmm. That was a promise that was made some time ago. The issue of housing continues to, to be one that government just has not gotten the handle off and some of it may not even be its fault. Our population in South Africa is growing at an alarming rate. Uh, not just South Africans, but we have the presence of many uh, immigrants from all over the continent that are also here. You know, and as they qualify to be South African citizens, they then qualify for homes, for public housing, they, they qualify for the education, for the health system, every benefit that a, a South African benefits from, you know, once you have an ID and once you become a citizen according to the state, you, you also have access to all of those um, state benefits. So mm-hmm. that's the problem that we're having in South Africa. And so the issue of the one billion housing for me is a little bit of grandstanding. You know, to, to once again bring that big hoo-ha, oh my gosh, that's what you're going to do. And my take as far as politics is concerned, and this is something that I hope politicians will take to heart, less big promises and more big testimonials. You mm. know, this is what we've done. You know, this is how we are using your money. Let's get into the practicals more and promise less and deliver more. That's where I want us to go to because at the end of the day, government has a very poor track record of spending government money. A lot of money still goes back to Treasury. You know, there's a sense of of not effectively using the money. And at the other end, there's also still the issue of money being siphoned out of the public purse through corruption. Mm. So those are things that are really impacting us from having real impact in terms of service delivery, of, of delivering on those promises. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take proper governance. It's going to take proper procurement processes for us to reach that one billion housing. Mm. We will only have to wait and see. We we'll only have to wait and see. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for how long have people been promised houses? There are people that were moved from a shack, um you know, I mean, that were moved from the, the, the that Marshalltown fire after that Marshalltown mm-hmm. fire into shakes, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. they're still waiting for proper housing. But there are people that have been waiting for proper housing for years on end, Kani. So I suppose it's a wait and see situation right now, as is with ANC all the time. Absolutely. And so it was a very um, tight contest. It's, it's going to be an interesting year. I think this is only the beginning. It's only January. Um, as the months uh, roll on, there's new political parties that are coming into the fray that are still going to introduce themselves. 
So, you know, we should get used to the idea of new political players that are coming into the arena. Mm, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kanye, for your time this, um, this morning. Absolutely a pleasure. Thank you. Kanye Makubane, political analyst there, speaking to us about some of the big stories that made headlines this week. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.